Hello, everyone. Uh, we're here for our special flag-related podcast episode. I'm Caleb, and I'm here with Jake. Hello, everyone. Yep. And um, I want to open up by my expressing my sorrow and disappointment that we've decided to use an audio-only format to talk about something which is purely visual. I feel like that's pretty rough. Join us next week for when we discuss some of the beautiful arts of work from the masters such as Picasso, Michelangelo, and other such esteemed artists. No, that actually isn't happening, but that's basically the same. Yeah, that would be nice, but, you know, we can only have so many f- visually related podcasts. And for to actually assist with that, I'd recommend if you're listening in right now, which I obviously hope you are, um, you sort of sit down and pull out a computer because we're going to be looking at a lot of flags today, and I think it would be very useful if you could sit down and take a look at them. And now let's talk about like why flags are important. Absolutely. Um, there is a great comedian bit I was listening to where they were he was talking about um, what the difference between um, a two countries going at each other and what uh, and why he thinks Europeans decided they had the right to colonize locations. And the joke was that they had a flag. And that the most of the time the natives didn't. So it's that flag, no flag. So um, flags have become very important in terms of just both uh, in terms of cultural identifiers, national identifiers. Um, not much more than just countries have flags. States have flags. Um, organizations have flags. You need to have some sort of motto or logo or icon to represent yourself um more companies figured that this out a long time ago when it came to marketing we it's very easy to know that when you see an apple with a bite out of it we're most likely talking about apple the tech company and thus flags are basically the same purpose just on a more uh government level yeah i mean flags are essentially what would be the equivalent of a logo for a uh country and We're going to look at two flags right now just to start us off. First one is a really nice flag, and I'd say that's the flag of Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, The Chicago flag is really something special. I love the colors. It goes for the classic red, white, and blue, which is just not in America, but of course also seen in plenty of flags such as Russia, France, the UK. But this one definitely uses a much more... um, paler shade of blue than you would see in some of the other ones i've just mentioned and uh caleb why don't you talk a bit about the uh, symbol symbolism of these elements yeah so what's also cool about this flag is that there's actually a lot of meaning behind it i mean there's the there's three white background areas which are representing different sides of the city um and then the two blue stripes are like the rivers which is fantastic um and then there's six pointed stars and each of the stars represents a different event within chicago's history that was very important, such as the Great Chicago Fire or um, Century of Progress Expositions and World's Fairs, that sort of deal. And this is a fantastic flag, and you'll notice it, it makes a difference. You'll see people from Chicago are very proud of this flag. You'll see people around Chicago have this flag they display it and they wear it. And then if you compare that to another city flag, which is an abomination upon one's eyes, and that would be the old flag of milwaukee which you'll never see unless it's in the context of people going hey this is 
a horrible flag. We're uh, we're not trying to stir up any Midwest tensions here, but oh, they've changed it. They, yes, due to outcry, this, it's, the new one's nicer. This, this flag has one. a very interesting backstory. But before we get to that, if you're looking at it right now, it is just a absolutely disgusting cobbled together crowded mess of a, mess. a flag it's got um, a flag on it yes um, why does it have a flag on it jake because you can never have enough flags on your flag um it's got skyline it's got little ripples to represent water it's got wheat that almost like is sprouting into what looks like a menorah uh jewish representation of y- definitely yep. intentional a uh, massive gear that i guess is supposed to represent industry it's also got the year 1846 on it, which um, which is most likely symbolic of the year the city was founded, but also any type of typography on a bat, on a flag is usually bad. But then they doubled down on it by just flat out having the word Milwaukee imprinted right on the bottom. Absolutely, this is and we can delve into pretty. the this flag displays almost every single attribute of a terrible flag. Mm-hmm. We can pick that apart piece by piece in a little bit. But the history behind the Milwaukee flag here is because. This flag was actually, um, I believe, created after a flag contest where Mil- the city of Milwaukee came out to its people and they were like, hey, um, you know, we're looking for a new flag. How about everyone make a flag and we'll pick the best one? And then people made a bunch of flags and they went, ha, these are all so good. We'll put them all on one big flag. And that's why this flag has another flag on it. It's because it's all the submissions worked into one. Why... Why did they feel the need? I feel like this idea would have been obviously bad from the get-go to put every single submission onto one single flag. But I guess they just wanted to be courteous. But, you know, there was also a similar contest for the design of the Vietnam War Memorial. And smartly, they decided to just go with one choice instead of building thousands and thousands of different memorials yes milwaukee was had probably a good idea in mind but unfortunately the implement implementation of it was just not very good yeah and i think that's really also because a lot of people just especially cities don't seem to care about um flags in general and that extends to the state level they don't put a lot of effort in it and if you want to see a great example of that it's um talk about something called that within the vexillology community vexillology is a study of flags called Mm -hmm. the seal on a bedsheet if you google um seal on bedsheet or just look at the list of united states city flag state flags if you take a second and look that up you'll notice there's a bit of a common trend between all these flags uh states like kansas montana wisconsin uh new york New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey and New York seal, by the way, are almost identical. Um, the only real way to tell the difference is that New York's has a blue background, whereas New Jersey's is more of a urine yellow color. Oh, that makes me want to look at it very much even more. Yes. yes. It's very unappealing. So you'll notice that all of these flags are simply just the seal of the state placed upon a blue background the exact same blue background as a matter of fact they don't even change the color no no i there is actually a very good ted talk um about a uh uh, by a man who has done plenty of studies in vexology and he just absolutely rips into city flags and gives a lot of good tips on how even if you know what you're you're a small town without a very uh high population you can still have an amazing flag, and then especially for a uh, flag for a city as large as Milwaukee, which they have 
it definitely improved, but they can always further mm-hmm. improve upon. Yeah. And that's not to say all, every single state flag is bad. I mean, my own home state, Maryland, has, in my opinion, quite a nice flag. It's got a good pattern there. Yes. As opposed to Jake's home state, which is, uh, you know, yeah, it tried. Yep. And, and at, least it's, at least it's not blue. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know. It's a very, very un, uh, unflattering shade of yellow that they chose to go into the background. And as I said, it doesn't really help when New York and New Jersey are right next to each other. And when you can tell looking at them back to back that they're different. But if you're just glancing, you would not know which was which without the background color. So very poor design choice in my mind. So we've looked at quite a few bad flags now. And I think I want to sort of move into why exactly these flags are bad and what what does make a good flag. Mm -hmm. Because it is very important. It's not that tricky to do. In fact... One of the biggest mistakes people make when creating flags is putting too much detail in. I mean, you look at that New York flag, very beautiful artwork, but what's the purpose of a flag? Where do you normally see a flag? Well, on top of a flagpole. Mm -hmm. And am I standing two feet away from flagpoles usually? No, sir. No, I'm standing, say, at the bottom of a building. I'm standing at the farthest away area. I'm looking, originally you'd be looking across a battlefield to see these opposite flags and be able to pick them out. And if you've got a blue background with just, like, a seal on it, no one's going to be able to read that. So that brings you to the first test, and that's about visibility. Any flag that you create or is used, you should be able to draw it on an index card. Absolutely. Uh, I know that minimalism is kind of seen as a more new age theory of design, but for flags, minimalism has almost always been the best path to go on. I mean, yeah, and if you look at the big country flags these flags are very simple it's usually three colors at most look at france's flag it's three stripes three colors but everyone knows that that's france's flag absolutely russia's is france's flag just flipped horizontally instead of vertical yeah and people would say oh there's a lot of repetition but you always know the difference yeah um i personally love the nordic flags and how it's all the exact same design the difference comes in the colors of them if I remember correctly, actually, the it, it, the Danish flag was the originator of all of them because it is based off the cross of St. George. And the flag supposedly fell from heaven in the middle of a battlefield uh, into the Danish army. And that is what led them to victory. And all of the other Nordic countries took their inspiration from them. And so... For uh, people who don't know the exact colors, yes, the all the Nordic flags get mixed up, but that design has become so iconic to that region of Europe that when you see that design, you know that that's uh, a Nordic flag. I bet Amer- I bet uh, most people would know at least yellow and blue for Sweden because of IKEA. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I mean, and those are that is the common theme across all Nordic flags, with of course the notable exception of Greenland. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I, the Greenland still has a very nice flag. I quite like it. It's, yes, it's like a Japan split in half, actually. It, it works very well with some negative space there with the alternating um, red yeah. and white. Japan, also a great minimalist flag. Japan, fantastic minimalist flag. And that's the common thre- thread of all these is that they're minimalist flags. The and U.S. Like, is actually more on the complicated side, especially because mm-hmm. uh, with the stars – um, I'm sure when you were a kid drawing out the flag, you know, you never drew all 50 stars oh, in the corner. So much work. You usually, it, the only thing I do would be like, the, like dots for like yeah. 50 Yeah, and even getting all flag. 13 stripes was, was tough as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that brings us to like the next part about how these flags are all minimalistic. You'll notice 
all of the good flags, what they have, they're just stripes. They're just uh, symbols. There's no text on the flags. This is the number one sin of the moment you put text on a flag. This is true for logos too. The moment you put text on the thing, you're ruined. Yep, 100% agreed. It's game over. Like you've you've basically given up on having a flag because the whole point of a flag is to be able to see it and have the visuals and go, okay, that's what this country is. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a logo of a company, like imagine if the Apple logo had the giant word Apple on it. Imagine if Starbucks, they used to have the Starbucks words below it, but they removed it because everyone knows what the logo means. Yep. Uh, McDonald's, if it just had the rest of the name after the arches. Yeah. And that holds true for flags. I mean, the American flag doesn't have United States of America printed across that. No. We'd look at that and be like, hey, that's stupid. It just makes it look tacky. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Milwaukee flag did two times. Yeah. The only flag that I would say is an exception to this, and it's because it also is just a fantastic flag on its own, it can get away with it, is the flag of California. Yeah, I mean, I unabashedly love the California flag, I think because it it's a very unique design. Mm-hmm. Um, it just is the flat-out bear um, and the star. The words I go back and forth on, I think... I think because it says California Republic instead of just California, it makes it a bit more um, stand out a bit more. I, I like. I think the addition of just Republic at the end makes it a bit more flashy. Yeah. I mean, the question is, is that if you have this California Republic flag and you take off the words California Republic, would the flag be better or worse? I'd say better. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. It just, it's just that the flag is already so good on its own that it can get away with it. Agreed. And that works into some. Um, while there's text on a lot of flags, there are many good flags out there that exist which work in a semi-textual element. As looking at these state flags, you can see that. Look at the flag of Colorado. It mm. has a C on it, but it's not writing Colorado, and it's a very it's a very artistic format of the letter C. Right. Um, be, making the flag simply a very artistic rendition can do wonders for your flag. The Arizona flag, I think, is absolutely fantastic. What do people think about it? When they think of Arizona, you know, typically deserts and the and the sun coming overhead, and that's exactly what the flag of Arizona conveys. It's the sun coming up right over the horizon, and it looks beautiful with the star almost being in the middle, acting as like a mountain and the rays of sunshine coming overhead. See, I I think that's a very nice flag, but I have a slight issue with the coloring of the star. I feel like if the star had picked one of the other primary colors, hmm. I would have enjoyed it more. I'm not sure. There, um, we've mention a couple exceptions to the rules that work really well. I think another exception that does really good in terms of having um, more than several colors is the uh, flag of South Africa. That, I think, is a really gorgeous flag that um, manages to encompass several different colors. Absolutely. Um, And and all of those are very representative representative of different aspects of south america uh, south africa i unfortunately cannot remember them off the top of my head but it really does a good job of showing uh all of the different elements of a uh of the flag yeah and i would say this is one of those more complex flags but that really means a lot i mean you're working on all these different colors and it's just very visually pleasing to look at it and it's again there's a marked difference between these good flags like the flags of south africa and then these less, these um, <clears throat> more subpar flags, as you put them, in uh, these various states. And we haven't even delved into the city flags where they care even less. No. City and county flags. Oof. 
Those are rough. Um, and there's actually a lot of interesting flags out there if you take the time to look at them. I mean, if you delve outside of these just simply plain seals on bed sheets, you can look around and see there's a lot of very interesting flags across the world because every community, every distinct community feels the need for its own flag. Uh, absolutely. Um, and there's a very good handful of flags that just break out in unique ways. And I think one of the ones that uh, quite a few people know about is Nepal's, which decided yeah. to completely throw out the traditional rectangle sh uh, shape for a flag and instead has this very cool design where it's almost two triangles um, stitched to each other. And it is just it's incredible, un incredibly unique design, you know. Uh, it's instantly recognizable no matter where you are just because of how it's shaped. And uh, it really does a good job of reflecting how um, the, the Himalayas have played in Nepali culture because it's designed to reflect a like a flag that a mountaineer would uh, stab into the ground to mark like where they are in a blizzard. And the design holds up much better in the incredibly high and windy climates of Nepal as opposed to if it were a more traditional flag shape. Not to mention the obvious uh, note that the triangles on the flag do represent the mountains, if I'm not mistaken. That too. And it's I, a, it it's, takes on multiple levels of yeah. symbolism, which it's, is great for a flag. It's a flag that, like, normally it takes a lot of risks because it, it breaks very, very, very far away from your traditional uh, rectangular flag, but... It pays off because it it thinks it through and it puts it it puts the steps in and it makes this have a very meaningful and very unique flag. If you're walking past say like the United Nations, you can pick out Nepal's flag every time. Yep, that's a lot of recognition that a state that a country like Nepal normally would not have. Yeah, just something as small as that can instantly get you so much more recognition, uh, even for a country like Nepal who. Nepal's uh, great, by the way. This is not being yeah. mean to Nepal. It's yeah, just, um, but um, they're not—they're not one of the world leaders, and they're not a world superpower by any means. But they're—but by God, if you're walking past the United Nations, you'll pick out which one's Nepal. Absolutely, I think if you point out to anyone that it's the flag of Nepal, they will definitely remember that mm -hmm. um, for, for for a very long time. And now, <clears throat> moving in the area of more complex flags, you have the—if uh, you take a look at the flag of Mozambique. Which yes. Is, Unique in that it is the only country flag which has a modern AK-47 assault rifle on it. Yeah, over a book as well. Yes. This is a flag that honestly is not the greatest as far as um, pure aesthetic design. These guidelines of flags have been lying out. But I, I think it deserves a shout out just for being so unique. I mean, it's got these silhouettes on it. You can't read an AK-47 or um, this hoe on from a, from a far off distance. In fact... These are even, like, overlaid over the normal flag. You could take them off and the book, and you'd have, like, a pretty good flag. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Without the book, hoe, and gun, it's actually a very nice flag. But there is something very um, – there, there's something that just – the fact that it's a gun makes it, once again, stick out so much. Mm -hmm. You're not – like the Nepali flag, you're not going to forget that this is the flag of Mozambique every time it pops up just because it has that silhouette on there. And it's another shout-out, I'd say, to the universality of the AK-47. But that's a different podcast topic yes. for another time. Um, it spread itself wide and far across mm -hmm. the globe. Next on our list of interesting flags is this is a collection of flags, actually, I'd say. It's the um, – as we are – as we move forward into a more global society, 
people start thinking, hey, if we go out and meet aliens, what are we going to do when we want to represent them? And that brings up these many – if you Google uh, the Wikipedia article Flag of Earth, you'll see there's plenty of designs out there with the intentions of having the a one Earth flag. And I would argue that except for I'd say about three, two or three of these flags, every single one of them is terrible. Yes, because unfortunately – They've all gone for a very realistic design. The first flag proposed is straight up a picture of Earth superimposed on a blue background. So that makes it flat out impossible to draw. Uh, some other flag designs has been um, some of just the UN logo. I think logo. The, the UN flag is one of the good ones. I mean, it's it's the flag of the United Nations, yes. which I think is pretty important. And it's without a doubt probably one of the better ones, but also um, it has the white, whited out continents on it, which are kind of hard to draw. But I think you can definitely get its point across. But all of those pale in comparison to the horror that is one flag. Uh, Paul Carroll's world flag. This 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 is not good, folks. He, you know, sometimes you just look at a flag and you're like, hey, if I wanted to have a flag of Earth, why not have every single flag and the Earth on my flag? Yes, this world flag is literally every single country's flag minimized and fit it together onto a single flag format and then just for kicks and giggles a map of earth also in the center can you believe they flew this flag at the un headquarters i cannot believe that there were printers with enough ink to print this out in color absolutely and there's the there's the pure logistical problem of that country borders are not uh countries are not exactly concrete in concrete discrete units what happens what happens if there's if Another country splits off from one. I don't know. Does this flag have South Sudan on it? I don't know. Does this flag have Somaliland? I mean, well, we're working into some countries that don't have the most international recognition in some cases. But still, there's new countries that are vying for recognition all the time. And at this time, do they make it on the flag? Agreed. I wonder also how they decided who goes where. Like, I want to know why Sweden got top left. Um, Why... Uh, I'm not sure. I think that's Malaysia on the bottom right. Also, Nepal, of course, ruins the entire design Nepal of the flag. Nepal does because triangles. now there's uh, just an area of empty white space uh, because it doesn't take up the same Yeah, amount. they really didn't think it through. Yeah, I'm, Paul Carroll, I'm sure, had a great idea. He said, quote, he made the flag to positive global change while contributing to embrace and celebrate cultural diversity, which is a great cause, but I think he should give it another go. Yeah, there's definitely a better way to do this. And we've got some other flags in here. I mean, you've got the um, Olympic flag, which I think is pretty – I think that's a fantastic flag. I think it's very good. Um, I don't know, you know, if we were – if we met but, an alien species, I don't know if I would like to have a sporting event represent the human race. But um, – I mean, the Olympic flag was originally meant to be an international symbol, but it ha- you're right. It has sort of taken on that connotation of being purely sports. So, you know, I don't, I don't, don't know how I'd feel about that. But one. it is a very good flag. Mm-hmm. And then there's this World Peace Flag of Universal Peace Congress, which is just – I mean, I get where they're coming from. I get where Van Kirk's coming from here. It's its a cool idea, but 
It's so complex. Look at all these lines coming off of the um. Well, na- and also this flag was made in 1913, so we didn't have the LGBT flag. Exactly. At that point. That's probably why it'll be never used today because the rainbow flag has become so associated with uh the LGBT uh, LGBT society that um it would be too complicated to explain that this flag is not associated with that mm-hmm. with the movement in any way. Um, so it's well, difficult. I, yeah, because it is. I mean, it, you can link it into the tenants with the world peace but then if this is meant to be a world peace flag unfortunately there are many countries who would take very very strong stances against this the more conservative countries of the world exactly would be very upset about this which is tragic but un- unfortunately inevitable yes um I'll, i will say though that the rainbow flag uh is actually a great flag and is a great exception to our color rule because it goes um in that pattern of the rainbow, it mm-hmm. looks very natural. So even though there's a ton of colors on there, it actually comes together very well. And the rainbow flag, I think, is actually very well designed. I think because it has such simplicity, it is only bars. Yeah. There's it can no, get away with the different colors. There's no stars. There's no symbolism. It's just Thank the goodness stripes. there's no words. It's oh. just the color and nothing else. Yeah. What are your, th- what is your thoughts on um, James W. Cato's flag of Earth? A lot of people like this. I I mentioned before that I think minimalism is a key, and this definitely goes goes uh, with the minimalism take on it. I think I would like it a lot more if the sun wasn't there. Um, mm. I like it. I think I would like it a lot more if it was just the Earth by itself and the Moon as well, because that's right in our system with us. Um. Um, I'm also not sure because I get, you know, the black background is supposed to be space. Um, but because it's pitch black and there's no like stars or anything, it kind of, you know, in a Fermi paradox kind of way, almost looks really empty and creepy. And I'm not sure, uh, we want to promote that and if we're going to explore space, but I do like that it kept there, you know, like once again, you anyone could draw this and it's very, and it's very simple. Um, I have my own decisions, but I I would say this is one of my – this is definitely in the top. That's interesting because I, I agree with a lot with what you're saying. I think this is an example of how a flag can follow all of those guidelines we were talking about earlier. And still not work. Things and still not work. I think the big issues here come with the color choice. Yes. As you mentioned. And also I think the sizing. Look how little space there is. Um, You've got the earth in the center. Look how much space that earth takes up. I think it doesn't work well with the ratios. No. There's such there's such a little black margin in between various pieces of the flag that it sort of feels very crowded, and it feels like this flag is taking up more space than it actually is. And once again, I'm still not sure why they felt the need to put the sun in there as well. In fact, on the flag, it almost kind of looks like because the earth is imposed over the, over the sun, it almost makes the sun look like Pac-Man about to <laughs> swallow the earth. Yes. Uh... And I again, I think there's, I think with some very slight changes, you could actually make this quite a nice flag. But I Absolutely. don't think it's there right now. Maybe make the Earth a bit smaller. Maybe, as you said, change the sun around a bit. Uh, I don't know. There's, and then there's um, my favorite on this list, which is the international flag of the planet Earth. And it is a bit complex. It is a little difficult to draw, but I think it, it just, it's got that blue background. I think the blue and white is a good universal color for these sorts of international flags. And I think it's got a lot of um. The linking rings make it look very nice. It is just a little too complex, though. It is more complex than others, but I think what makes it work is that it's 
it's a very simple puzzle, like how it comes together. Like all it is is a bunch of linking rings and it actually looks very well. Like um, it looks very good even from a distance. It's not trying to be some overly complicated design. It's just a bunch of linking rings that happen to make other shapes in the process. And I think um, it actually works really well. So I'm actually, I have been not seeing this one before, but I am actually a big fan of this. All right. And uh, we'll just quick shout out to the the last flag on this uh, Wikipedia article, One World Flag, which is just a Japanese flag. It's the Japanese blue. flag. It's Japanese flag in blue, which is, you know, pretty good. All right. We don't have a lot Shinzo of time Abe left, isn't going to like that. But uh, we could take a little bit of time to talk about a few state flags of note that I was seeing, which was, um, which we can talk about. Uh, There's 50 say. of them, and all of them are weird, crazy, and cool in their own way. Yep. So first one of note would be the flag of Hawaii, which, due to the history of Hawaii, um, actually has a Union Jack on it, which is – I don't know how they got away with that one, honestly. I feel like people would be pretty upset. Yeah, I mean the first couple of go-arounds with the U.S. flag still had the Union Jack in it. Um, Australia's – uh, well, they're, you know, never formally separated from the UK, but they still have the Union Jack in theirs. Canada did for a long time. Um, and, and there's plenty of Caribbean islands that were former colonies that still kind of keep that just because, you know, what colonialism just was a part of their history. So they decided to incorporate that into their flag as well. I really like uh, Hawaii's flag because it really is kind of just like a rip on the U.S. flag. Um, cause it's got the stripes and then also a unique identifier in the top left corner. Um, but for the stripes, they also have added in some blue as well. It absolutely looks like some sort of remix between the UK flag and the American flag. Yeah. If things ever go bad and we might have to come back, come back to the, the colonies, yeah. come back under the queen, we might have to just adopt Hawaii's flag for all of us. And the uh, the second flag of note on this state's flags list is the flag of Mississippi, which I was I was like I looked at it, I was like no way that can't be right that doesn't look right but yeah uh, Mississippi's flag is still out here rocking that Confederate vibe. stars and bars stars and bars which by the way is not actually the name of that flag Did no because you know uh, these aren't bars no these are crosses as a Civil War uh, history buff. The flag that is often called by everyone as the Confederate flag was the battle flag of the Army of Northern Virginia, the army led by Robert E. Lee. If you Google what the actual flag of the Confederate States of America was, it's actually um, I, I think it's actually pretty basic. It's mostly white, it, but the, that would have been the flag, for instance, flying over Richmond during the Civil War. Um, I credit where due. I think the the stars and bars. I think is actually a very well designed flag, and it actually makes sense that like I think the uh the South kind of could use that flag instead of the actual flag. Just yeah, because the battle flag definitely had a better design. It had much had a much better design to it. But yes, uh, Mississippi actually is not that unique because most of the Southern states did keep the battle flag in part of their design for a long time. Uh, Georgia, I know had it until very uh till very recently i think maybe not until like 2003 did they get rid of theirs but yeah mississippi is still rocking it which you know is eh. yeah it's, but <laughs> it's it's only you know 2019 i'm sure they've had a they've had a few years to get rid yeah, of it yeah you know 
There, I'm pretty sure there's a movement to get rid of it, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's that's that's, that's Mississippi for you. Yep. And then a final state flag to call out here is uh, the flag of Oregon, which shares shares its aesthetic qualities with um, of course, the very they're very common country compared to Oregon, the flag of Paraguay. Yes, where, everyone associates those two together. Yes, because these flags have a different front and back. The flag of Oregon, if you look at it in the front, is your basic seal on a bed sheet, which, you know, ugh. But on the back, it's got a beaver. Yes. Which is pretty cool. So like that one. It, one. Yeah, it's a seal on a bed sheet, which is terrible. But then they also included both the word state of Oregon on it, as well as the year it was founded in 1859. So those are also some cardinal sins as well. So I love that it has a, a back to it as well because that definitely helps it make it more unique than it would have if it was just the front. But I'm hopefully pushing that one day Oregon will realize its mistake and just make the back part of it with the beaver the full flag. And maybe change the colors around too. I don't know. You know, you get a little tired of seeing this blue. But for sure, it's it's interesting putting a thing on the back side of the flag. I don't think it's – it's definitely not a good idea. I just like it because it's fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very, very. It stands up very well. Well, I think that's about all the time we have for this flag-related episode. But you know, if you are were enticed by this discussion on flags, I think um, there's plenty of resources out there. There's a lot of act. There's actually a surprising amount of people who are dedicated to the subject of vexillology, and you can join. Um, the place to start would probably be NAVA, which is the North American Vexillology Association. Mm-hmm. I ha- I know actually someone who pays um. Our friend Brian actually is a member of NAVA. Oh, really? Yes, he pays his dues. He's part of NAVA. That's awesome. And, you know, like, considering how big series these days are, like, um, uh, fictional flags are a big thing. Like, everyone mm-hmm. knows the uh, the sigils of, from Game of Thrones, for instance. Um, so, yeah, I mean, no matter oh. what group you're a part of or culture or nation, you've, you've got a flag. And uh, hopefully you live and one that has a great one and not one that unfortunately has a boring seal on the back of a disgusting shade and, of yellow. Well, you know, there's good news if you are like that because guess what? You're a member of that state and if you go out there and say talk to your representatives and go, "Hey, this flag's bad. Can we yep. get a new one and maybe suggest some designs?" They'd probably be very pliable to Just, making this happen. The same thing as that happened at the very as we were talking about earlier, Milwaukee's flag. It used to look like that. And guess what? It's been fixed now. Yeah. Just make sure if you do have a new design contest that they make sure they only go with one design. Absolutely. All right. It's been great having you on. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much, Caleb.